Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about how to manage risks that have already come true. A few weeks ago, we held a one-hour webinar on how to manage risk. If you'd like to see the replay, then send me an email to risk at victorjm.com. That's risk at victorjm.com, and I'll send you a copy of the replay of the webinar. Risk management is one of those topics that seems dry and esoteric to some. It's a subset of project management, but risk is one of those things that's ever-present. On today's show, we're going to take a look at a deep dive on one specific risk that actually came true. But before we talk about that specific story, let's define what we mean by risk. A risk is something that could happen that's outside your plan. If you've already planned for it happening, then by definition, it can't be a risk. When we talk about risk, we divide risk into likelihood and impact, and then we categorize the impact according to the type of risk it represents. It might be a cost risk or a time risk, or perhaps it could impact the quality of the finished product. It's a whole list of possible categories that could apply to any given risk. Again, if you want to learn more about this, send me an email to risk at victorjm.com and I'll send you a link to the webinar on risk management. So here's the story. My partners and I are building a campus of residential assisted living and memory care homes in Lake Charles, Louisiana. And if you've been following the news over the past couple of months, you'll know this market has been hammered not by one, but by two major hurricanes in the span of six weeks. This market sustained an incredible amount of damage. Fortunately, our construction project suffered virtually zero damage from both hurricanes. We did suffer delays from the storms, though. With the extreme amount of rain, the site drained well, but the community was without electricity for 36 days, and we could not find housing for the construction crews to actually come back into the local market to work on the construction of the buildings. In the end, the workers brought RVs and are staying at an RV park that we own in order to make progress on the construction. The demand for roofing materials and roofing labor meant that our roofing contractor refused to honor their contract. Our assessment is they would rather get a higher rate for emergency roof repair work compared with the price they had quoted us for the new construction roofing. There are tens of thousands of homes that are in need of a new roof. Some of them have been covered by blue tarps after Hurricane Laura, and then Hurricane Delta ripped through the community a month later and tore those blue tarps off many houses, exposing the homes to anywhere from four to eight inches of rain. Not only do the roofs need repair, but in many cases the houses need to be rebuilt. That is, assuming, of course, they had adequate insurance coverage to repair the extensive damage to the structures and their contents. Now, risk to our project came in two respects. When it was prior to the hurricane, the risk could be categorized in terms of both likelihood and impact, like we talked about at the beginning. Hurricanes tend to hit an area along the Gulf Coast once about every 30 years or so, sometimes more, sometimes less frequently, and in our case, we had two hurricanes in the span of five weeks. At the start of 2020, you might have categorized the risk of hurricane as somewhere between low and medium likelihood of occurring. We now know in hindsight, of course, having had two hurricanes back-to-back, that it was absolute certainty. The impact of the hurricanes was twofold. The first was a delay in the project. The delay was caused by the lack of labor to do the work. And the second is the lack of materials, which could cause more delay, trying to source the material, and an increase in cost. When the demand for roofing materials shot up, you simply could not source the desired product at any price, and the pricing for inferior product jumped locally as demand far exceeded the available supply. 
that meant looking further afield for both labor and materials. And that's because roofing materials are expensive and in short supply along the Gulf Coast. And as you're listening to this, southeast Louisiana and Mississippi just got hammered by yet another hurricane, Hurricane Zeta, on Wednesday of this week. And while New Orleans is three hours away from Lake Charles, we now have a Category 2 hurricane that ripped a lot of roofs off in New Orleans and Biloxi, Mississippi, putting more pressure on demand for roofing labor and materials. So we've been sourcing our roofing labor from Dallas, Texas, and materials from even further away than that. Once you're paying for accommodations for your roofing crew, it really doesn't make a big difference how far they needed to travel to get to the job. There's very little we can do to recover the six weeks that were lost due to the hurricanes and the impact it had on the project. But we can prevent even more delay due to the shortage of roofing labor and the shortage of roofing materials. We can also protect the project from a cost increase by sourcing the materials from another location. All of this can be mitigated by replanning this part of the project and by taking all of these new factors into account. We're in the middle of collecting quotes on the revised roofing job, but we're confident that we can limit the impact of these storms in both cost and time based on replanning this aspect of the project to treat them not as risks, but as a certainty of having occurred. And once risk is embedded in the plan, it's no longer a risk by definition. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.